0: This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 77 for Monday, January 27th, 2020. this week's devotionals, I want to look at some Bible characters who suffered and see what we can learn from them for ourselves. To get started, we're going to look at Joseph. His story can be found in Genesis chapter 37 through 50. And there's an animated movie by DreamWorks that does a good job telling his story. But let's review the highlights. Joseph is a little too big for his britches. I've used that expression my whole life, but I think this is the first time I've ever written out the word britches. But he talks about his dreams and how his brothers are going to bow down to him someday. No one likes being around the guy that's saying, Hey, eventually you're going to bow down to me. If you're that guy, feel free to stop at any time. Eventually, his brothers get fed up with his narcissism and come up with a plan to kill him. They throw him into a cistern, but their resolve deteriorates just enough that Judah suggests selling him to some Ishmaelites instead of killing him. I mean, isn't it interesting that it was Judah... I mean, if they sell him, he's still gone, and they can make some money in the process. The Ishmaelites take him down to Egypt, where he gets bought by Potiphar. And Joseph starts to prosper. Not only does Joseph work his way up through the ranks, but in Genesis 39, we see that Potiphar also prospered because of Joseph. But, of course, things don't just go smooth for full of himself, Joe. The Potiphar's wife decided she wants to consume Joseph as a treat... To which Joseph replies, With me in charge, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns he has entrusted to my care. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? She screams, makes up the lie about Joseph, and he ends up in prison. Which, just goes to show you men, the woman always wins. The end of Genesis 39 says, While Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. There are two phrases used to tell us how long Joseph was in prison. Sometime later in Genesis 40 and two full years in Genesis 41. But in other words, Joseph was in prison a long time. Roughly about the amount of time between two blue moons. Also about as long as it takes to design and build a halo spaceship out of Legos. While he was there, he interpreted some dreams, which would eventually be the thing that gets him out of prison. He asks the cupbearer to remember him and help him out. Two years later, two years later, Pharaoh has a nightmare and he needs someone to make him some warm milk, tell him what the dream meant and that everything is going to be okay. But no one can interpret the dream. That is, until the cupbearer remembers Joseph. How do you forget someone for two years? Well, Because of God's help, Joseph did such a tremendous job interpreting the dream that the Pharaoh makes him the second most powerful man in the nation. If anyone knows of any powerful people needing a dream interpreted, I'm interested. So Joseph gets to work preparing for the famine while Pharaoh flies around Egypt with Jasmine on his magic carpet. For seven years, they stockpile goods to get them through the coming seven years of famine. Joseph makes the Pharaoh a very wealthy man during this time. It's like Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook buying up any kind of competition that comes along. Egypt ends up consuming pretty much all the private property in the region. Eventually, the famine hits Joseph's brothers and they come begging for food. Joseph has a little fun with them, sending them back and forth, making it seem like they were stealing silver and whatnot. As far as practical jokes go, Joseph isn't the greatest. I mean, he didn't even use a clown, a whoopee cushion, or an air horn. So, the brothers come, and Joseph sends them back. They come again, and Joseph sends them back to get their father, their wives, their children, cattle, and crockpots— I needed another word that started with C—and whatnot, to come live in Goshen, which is in Egypt— Eventually, Jacob dies, and the brothers worry that Joseph is going to get his revenge on them, so they lie and say that daddy said not to hurt them, to which Joseph responds by saying, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. Genesis 50, verses 20 and 21. So, What can we learn about suffering from the story of Joseph? First, don't be a narcissist. Nobody likes having a narcissist around. But perhaps more importantly, we can learn three things. First, your potential is not determined by your circumstances. In Genesis 39 2, we see that the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And when Potiphar observed that God was with Joseph, he entrusted his household to Joseph. I mean, let's not forget, Potiphar had just purchased Joseph. Whether he was a slave or a servant, I don't know. Regardless, Joseph was not in a dream situation. He could have chosen to be miserable, but instead, he worked hard. Not only was Joseph blessed by God in this situation, Potiphar was too. Potiphar, the guy who had purchased Joseph, was being blessed because of Joseph's presence. What if we did the same? What if, even though we may be in a ridiculously unpleasant circumstance, we worked hard and didn't let our circumstances control us? I mean, after all, God has a plan for us all in it all. Number two, even being wrongfully imprisoned can be a stepping stone in the right direction. So, after Potiphar's wife stole Joseph's shirt, which gets Joe thrown into prison, he ends up in the place where the king's prisoners were confined, Genesis 39:20. I'm sure there were other prisons, other places that Joseph could have been put, but he was put here, in the king's prison. Yes, he's still in prison, that sucks, but if he had been put somewhere else, he wouldn't have been able to interpret the dream for the cupbearer. And that's what ends up getting Joseph before the pharaoh himself. Where we are at this present moment may feel like a prison. Who knows, someone may be actually be reading this in a prison. Regardless of the where, there may be some incredibly important dots getting connected by God right now in your life. I know this has happened in my life. I'm sure it's happening for you, too. Number three, what the brothers intended for evil, God intended for good. At the end of the story, it sure seems like Joseph has been cured of his narcissism. After his brothers make up their lie to cover themselves in the absence of their father, there's this one little line that stands out to me. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. Why would he weep? In the context of the story, it seems that it would be because they still don't seem to trust him, that that they still don't feel forgiven for what they had done to him. Joseph's response was this, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Even if there are people in your life right now intentionally trying to cause you harm, that doesn't mean harm will be the end result. That might be their intention towards you, but after they hurl that in your direction, God can grab that intention out of thin air and turn it into something beautiful. Philip Yancey has said, faith is believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Now that Joseph is looking back on his life, it all makes sense to him. He can see how God used it all to save millions of people, including his chosen people, Joseph's very brothers. Right now, it might not make much sense to you, but that doesn't affect God at all. He knows. He sees. He is the way maker, even when there seems to be no way. I'm sure Joseph felt that way many times along his journey. But God was always with him, just like he's with you right now. And who knows? You might end up second in command to a king. But there probably won't be a flying carpet. (music) www.thejesushabit.com